Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. I'm Christine Guthrie from We Eat Stuff. And in this podcast, our aim is to interview people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. My interview this week is with the owners of Gorilla Street Food, Joel Crespo and Brian Hardesty. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for listening and enjoy my interview. Thanks a lot. Bye. going great welcome thank you yeah thank you yeah who are you i'm brian this is joel yes <laughs> we are joel the owners of gorilla street food yeah lovely found in south city st louis yes and also a truck yes very good started truck first restaurant now both actually when did gorilla begin 2011 technically but we really got our start in early 2012 yeah and when did your shop open? Last year, last July 21st. Yeah, so, so about a year. Yeah. Very good. Just Congratulations. Thank you. How, how is everything going? Really good. Yeah. It's going good with with all, all kinds of hiccups. Really good yeah. with all kinds of hiccups. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> hiccups are natural. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Expected. Yeah. But Like um, this thing. Like, I hope my battery doesn't run out. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. All right, and you have many a multitude of colorful drinks for me that you brought. Yes. What do you have for me? So we brought three drinks that we serve at the restaurant. We've been serving them since the beginning, pretty much, on the food truck. Uh, so people who go to the food truck recognize them as well. But mm-hmm. this is, the purple one is One Inch Punch, mm-hmm. and that's black currant juice, pineapple juice, and just a touch of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a traditional Filipino drink called Calamansi Cooler. Calamansi is a Filipino lime, mm-hmm. and we make a limeade out of it, mm-hmm. with a little bit of honey and water and calamansi. Mm-hmm. And then that's the hibiscus iced tea, mm-hmm. which is an unsweetened tea, but mm-hmm. it's a hibiscus flower. Chamomile. Uh, chamomile and a little bit of Filipino lime, too. Okay. So are these traditional Filipino drinks or like a little twist? Really, the only one that's traditional is the calamansi cooler. And, and traditional is like kind of a, I don't even know if I would call it that, but uh-huh. it's definitely a drink that exists mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. in the Philippines, yeah. you know what I mean, where there pe- people are taking calamansi juice and making a drink out of it. Mm-hmm. So that was the first drink that we had on our truck. It's one of the first thing, things that we had for sale, mm-hmm. so... Cool. And then the punch punches are in general are popular in the Philippines. Really, the, our bl- okay. this blend of punches that, of juices that we use in our punch is unique to us. Mm-hmm. But we built it off the idea that punch bl- blends of fruit juices made into a punch is like a thing in the Philippines, and mm-hmm. we decided to. Brian came up with his own blend of juices, and it's been stayed the same since the beginning. Yeah. So. It's kind of like what we do with most everything that we do is we either get inspired by an ingredient or mm-hmm. a, a whole dish or a drink or whatever and mm-hmm. then we do our best to completely make that our own while still staying true being respectful to the culture which we're kind of getting everything from you know yeah. what I mean so awesome so where where the idea to open a Filipino restaurant in St. Louis come from well it started off with me and Brian just being 
you know, friends. He was a chef, I think, at the time. Uh, it was actually right before... It was when you were at Winslow's home, I believe, when we far, mm-hmm. first started talking about it. When we first started talking about and it. And then you got the job... And then you decided... And you found out you were going to have a baby, and you took the executive chef job at Tureen. Yeah. Because you... McElwain's. Mm-hmm. And that was great. Mm-hmm. You know, career-wise, and just, they're great people. And, mm-hmm. and it just made sense, because he was just about to have his first baby, mm-hmm. and, you know, the food truck is such a big risk. So we kind of put it on the back burner. He was a train for two years, I think, I believe, somewhere around there. Two and a half years. Two and a half so. years. Mm-hmm. I mean... And we continued to talk about this. It was almost like a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we could do that food truck. We had heard about food trucks in bigger cities like uh, L.A. Yeah. And uh, but nothing had come into St. Louis yet. Yeah. So this no was food trucks. Not at just, all yet. No. Okay. No, yeah, not not in St. Louis. None. And How, then, when was this? This was two thousand and nine. Yeah. Nine. Okay. Right. And then uh, so we had been. You know, we would, you know, have drinks, hang out in my basement, and go. Oh, wouldn't it be great to have a. Our own business, our own food truck would be badass because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody else is doing that mm-hmm. and it seems like an affordable idea or whatever. But we kept talking about it because it's it's a big task to go ahead and go, yeah, let's actually For do sure. it. Bigger Get than we jobs, yeah. you know, find money yeah. uh, and then kind of fly by the seat of your pants. Like, yeah, I, I am a chef. Mm-hmm. I can work food costs and and understand labor and things like that but I've never run my own business before mm-hmm. neither had he so mm-hmm. we're definitely like okay let's do our best mm-hmm. and, and I was that's all we can do and I was I do not have a restaurant background yeah. um, I was basically you know I've worked a lot of different jobs I have my degree actually in film and TV mm-hmm. I worked in that for a little while and I was kind of just itching to do something mm-hmm. I, I had kind of had this in-between job that was supposed to just be an in-between job and then turned out to be a seven-year long mm-hmm. stretch at this, at, uh, which I, is not, no secret, but I worked for a funeral home. And it was just supposed to be an in-between job. And meanwhile, me and Brian are talking about this, but it got to the point where I was like, look, man, I've got to do something. Yeah, I either got to either, use... Either we need to do this or... Yeah, or I need... I, I started actually applying for jobs in L.A., New York, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I actually applied to work on The Walking Dead before... Because this was before The Walking wow. Dead came out. I applied to work uh, places in, in Canada because I had this degree that, yeah. you know... You go to college and you spend all this money on a degree and I wasn't using it. I had just been kind of treading water at this in-between job. It was basically an office job. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, and so uh, and then, I was like, we got to do this. I'm yeah. going to start applying to jobs or we're, you know, or I got to move on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, it was just good timing for him. And that, and Tareen was kind of like, I feel like I was kind of did what I was going to do there. And mm-hmm. I was ready to, like, I had the experience to like kind of, go out on my own and be like okay mm-hmm. this is what i have to offer the city or whatever so i was like all right let's let's do it and so, then also the first food truck appeared which was i think cha 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 yeah, well, yeah it was not only that but we mm-hmm. also saw a uh, tv show mm-hmm. one of the the first tv show to like feature food trucks or mm-hmm. whatever and i'm like holy shit if we we need we, to get if it we in the fuck around then yeah. we're gonna be yeah. we're gonna miss the boat yeah know? exactly yeah. we're gonna be late to the game whereas if we start doing something now we can get him on the ground floor right. there was like literally like maybe one or it's, two food trucks in St. Louis at all high truck and mm-hmm. then cha-cha-chow right mm-hmm. cha-cha-chow was the first food truck I ever ate at yeah it was okay. dead of winter it was nasty mm-hmm. cold it was right down the street from uh, Tureen yeah they were at BJC and right. I, me and Sonny went down there and got tacos uh-huh. one day and I'm like okay so I reported back to him like I ate a food truck 
<laughs> I did it. Right. And so we're like, okay, let's find one. And so we found one. Uh-huh. Um, we, we were like, okay, we're definitely doing this. Started the business officially. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you put in like a, you gave them like six months notice or something. It was like something. three months three notice. Months, yeah, like mm-hmm. plenty of that up. And then we, um, I don't think we had found the truck yet though. No, we were looking on Craig. We were, do, do, I mean, it was, it got to the point where every time we saw any kind of delivery truck or anything, we'd be like, oh, could that be a free truck? I wonder if that's for sale. <laughs> yeah, we actually looked at a, yeah. uh, um, an Amarin or a Laclede gas truck, which uh-huh. is like this, it's basically like a dump truck without uh-huh. the dump. Like, yeah. it was huge, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and we were like, oh, we can afford this. Should we do it? And we're like, no, this yeah. is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my sister, my older sister, who doesn't even live in St. Louis, mm-hmm. messaged me on Facebook one day. She's like, hey, I think I found you guys a truck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, it was sitting over in Lafayette Square. Right. This mm-hmm. perfect truck for 2800 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just an empty shell of a... It was really? an old laundry, was laundry yeah. huh. van. And uh, it was, it's one of those things, too, where it was like we were such... So far in the beginning, you know, there were only a couple of trucks that no one knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like, no expectations were... as far as people goes. Yeah. Besides, so you like, were what the third or fourth in St. Louis. I think we were on yeah, we're on the fourth maybe. There's like probably six that happened in the same like mm-hmm. two months. Yeah, mm-hmm. we I think we opened them. up like the same week or something as Soul Taco. Oh, so okay. like we were all kind of it was all building up like people. Yeah. There were a small group of people who kind of were catching on. To think that this was becoming a thing and that this wow. thing was happening in St. Louis. And if you wanted to get in at the ground level mm-hmm. and if you wanted to, because it was so new, there was like, as far as like the health department and the streets department and all that stuff, like it was mm-hmm. all being made up as we, as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one knew. Just go, uh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, what? Okay. There was <laughs> so, no permit yeah. yet. Yeah. Some places though we went to like you know it's different uh, a bunch of different townships because we we're just what do we do we just let's just start going to every township let's go to Maplewood City Hall let's go to this. Maplewood and laughed at us yeah they all were yeah. like what are you talking about uh, what is a food truck and uh, they kind of like laughed us out the door and we were like oh and then we <laughs> <laughs> us quitting our jobs going maybe this was the best idea but yeah so we we what, what's good about it is we got to be part of we got to sit at the table when mm-hmm. everything was being developed and shaped and turned into what is now a 60 food a truck you know, know something like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we were like you know definitely one of the first 10 I'm not sure where we fall exactly in that but yeah we were mm-hmm. one of the first few and we were part one of the founding members of the food truck association and then the whole time the whole time that we were doing this the goal was restaurant mm-hmm. always yeah it was just this is the this is the plan of how to get there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So because a food of, truck that could that could make us afford a restaurant. Yeah. Well, otherwise. and in a restaurant, it was always like such a huge risk, and sure, sure. it's such a you know people have like you know half a million dollars or whatever that they put it put into a, a building a restaurant, and we were just like yeah, and then we're not like walking into this like, you know, we don't have a James Beard nomination. We don't have like all this clout to back us up. We're just mm-hmm. like okay, we're yeah. And we're not yeah, just, I'm a chef in town, but yeah. I hardly know anybody. <laughs> and, and you know, Joel's like our front of the house guy, so mm-hmm. and nobody knows really Joel. So mm-hmm. we right. and we, we have like, no trust funds or inheritance. This is the only <laughs> this is the only choice. It was either that or we just continue working for other people. And yeah, this was know, like a version like of the American dream where we you get to, where everyone wants to ideally be their own boss and not to have to answer to anyone. And this mm-hmm. was our mm-hmm. version of a attainable version of that because mm-hmm. we didn't have 50 you know $150,000 to open a restaurant or whatever but we right. did have 
enough money maybe to scrape together to build a food, our food truck. And we built our food truck very different than any other food truck in St. Louis, as far as I know, is because yeah. we built it inside out from the ground up with no reference points other than what we could find on the internet and what are just common sense and yeah, and friends, and really. Friends. Mm-hmm. Like electrician friends and fabricator friends somebody that knew a guy that knows a plumber that would give us a good deal mm-hmm. and right. even still where he's like what what am i supposed to do like, <laughs> here's a water heater right here's a sink out of an old house that we bought that will work mm-hmm. right and he's like okay so and we just yeah. edged yeah. on this we, we yeah, just exactly. aired on, mm-hmm. we just aired on the side of uh of being careful as far as like brian did a bunch of research on what was regulations in other cities, and we just went with the strictest one out there, right. assuming that we so we could cover our Los bases. Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then um, my brother would he kind of uh, really he got into come, it. He would come. We would come up with ideas, and then he would go, "Okay, let's see if this is going to work." So he built our truck in three dimensional space on his computer. Mm-hmm. Like, like down, to the, down to the lug nuts on the wheels, mm. he built, he made our food truck, mm. so an empty shell, and then he would go, okay, well, what do you want to do for this kitchen? How do you want it to work? And, yeah. and so we would be like, how about this? How about that? And he would try to fit it in, it would look stupid or not make sense as far as mm-hmm. the flow goes or whatever, and so we'd throw that yeah. out the window. Mm. A few iterations later, then we have our floor plan, so, and then my brother was essentially our architect, mm. you know what I mean, but... Of course, he did it. I mean, it was free. a crazy. We yeah. did like we did the food truck, and he'd be like, "All right, measure from here to here, here to here," and it, like literally, like it felt like a hundred different measurements of yeah. the, every like from the size of the headlight to like right. every nook and cranny, and then mm-hmm. he entered this all into like Z Paint or one of those three D programs, and Z-brush. then ZBrush, right. and then you know, I don't even know anything about graphic design, but then and then Brian would be like, "Okay, this is the." Uh, steam well that we were thinking about putting in it and he would send him the specs for that and then he would draw that and make a three-dimensional to scale a steam well and Mm -hmm. then put it in the truck and see if it fit and where Mm -hmm. would it fit and if you go on our facebook page one of the first 10 pictures we uploaded are these like schematics and it's badass i mean and then he he did all of our branding like yeah our logo you know yeah we came up with a name and then you know a few ideas and then he was like okay well here's the professional version because mm-hmm. he's a graphic designer by trade for the last and this years. by all happening by uh, uh, by the way in Italy because he lives in Italy yeah. he's lived oh, in Italy wow. for like the yeah. last mm-hmm. however many years which is why he would be like oh go take this measurement or that or right whatever. so he's doing this all long distance and really guided us wow. as far as like you know we're almost kind of like kids going ooh what are we going to call it and what are we going to mm-hmm. do and right. how's the truck going to look and all this and he'd be like hey guys like yes mm-hmm. these are the things that are exciting but also like give them some meaning and depth think about it mm-hmm. and be like okay right. well why are you gorilla street food why is that cool and then mm-hmm. we would uh, okay well this is what that means to us and then that became our entire uh like design scheme for everything mm-hmm. well not just design scheme but like really like philosophy of the business sure you know mm-hmm. what i mean like approach on how we price things portion sizes yeah. why we call things funny names not just giving them funny names you know mm-hmm. what i mean like in every aspect, it was like really ended up being really, really well thought out. Where, but yet a true expression of us, yeah. like we, we, everything about us from the nerdy references we make into our dishes mm-hmm. to like our price price points to everything is all kind of an expression of who we are. Mm-hmm. Right, we're big dorks. We, mm-hmm. you know, come from the comic book and you know uh, video game kind of background. We used to both be skateboarders. 
back in the um, 90s. And so we have a lot of uh, references to 90s skateboard mm-hmm. um, things if you pay attention. But it's all just kind of like it all worked out really well just because I, I remember having the conversation with your brother on the phone, actually. And he was like asking me about what my thoughts are on the logo. And I was like, man, I just want it to be this iconic logo where like I could get it tattooed Mm-hmm. Or I could put it on a flag mm-hmm. and run it up a pole or, you know what I mean? Like nice. that kind of thing. And I feel like he's super, like he really achieved that. And yeah. we were super lucky because other people will spend literally thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Right. And not coming, be satisfied. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in the end, uh-huh. like, it just doesn't make sense. But, yep. So. You looked out. I can't thank him enough or whatever. Cool. But, uh, and he's still. He us designed, always. helped us design this restaurant. Yeah. Nice. He did the, the exact same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Cool. So. Very cool. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? I don't even know. <laughs> we have friends so in common. Ago. Right. Uh, again, I think uh, it, 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 it's probably at a party. Back, right, but assume. it can be still traced back to skateboarding because like right. people that I used to skateboard with when I was a kid mm-hmm. and people he used to skateboard when he was a teenager right. are friends. Mm-hmm. Super and that's, close friends or family. Right. Mm-hmm. There's two that are related. Right, and we just knew each other from, old, like, Brian grew up in St. Charles, I grew up in Warrington, Missouri, okay. and, uh, yeah, and, it, you know, a lot, skateboard it's, culture was big right. in small towns during mm. that era, because there wasn't much to do, Right, and so, and when I moved, I moved back to St. Louis in 2003, mm-hmm. and Brian was one of the first friends I made after moving back because of these connections through mm-hmm. old skate, because right. a lot of my buddies, just like me, moved away from St. Louis, like, as soon as I could get out of St. Louis, go to all the colleges I applied to were like yep. on the other side of the country. Yep. I just wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I came back and I was like, who's here still? Yeah. And like had a couple friends, old skateboarding buddies and stuff like that, started hanging out with them. And then I get introduced to Brian, I think at a party yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the same exact way. Like, yeah. Left town for four or five years. Mm-hmm kind of explored the country and then ended up back in St. Yep. Louis. That's true. But <laughs> for a good reason. Like, I was happy to be back. Yeah. I was like, okay, right. I need to go home. Mm-hmm. And then that's really when I got serious about working. Yeah. Because before that, it was so random. Uh-huh. Maybe it was a restaurant or maybe it was a gas station or, mm-hmm. or wherever. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Okay. You've run the whole gamut. You've worked like fast food, steak oh, yeah. and shake, Thai places. And so when we were talking about Gorilla, one of the things was... Well, I have, like, tons of respect for, like, fine dining and high-end food. Mm-hmm. I was like, we we can do... All, all, all that is just technique. There's nothing scary or fancy about it. It's mm-hmm. just learning technique. And I have a lot of that technique, so we can bring that to fast food and then really show people what fast food can be in St. Louis. Exactly. You know, that's what we want to be. Mm-hmm. Is we want to be fast food. We don't want to be... Fancy food, yeah. you know. That's why everything is less, than, or most things are less than ten dollars. And mm-hmm. you know, now that's kind of like becoming the standard around right. town. Is like, oh, if it's if you can't get, you know, an entree for eight to ten dollars at any place but a sit down restaurant, then you're mm-hmm. getting ripped off. You know, so that's just. But we feel like we kind of brought helped bring that to the table. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with the whole gorilla idea it was kind of like a food for the people kind of thing a a thing that everyone is accessible to everyone no Mm -hmm. matter what their demographic or class is this is something that anyone can walk up to the food truck and get a meal that's made from good ingredients executed well thoughtful recipes but not but pay the same price they would at Mm -hmm. a jack-in-the-box or a qdoba or whatever so for sure what'd you guys want to be when you were kids 
Um, uh, at one point I wanted to be a cartoonist. I used to draw like Woody Woodpecker and stuff all the time, and I used to read a lot of comic books. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wanted to be a cartoonist at one point. Nice. <laughs> I think I wanted to be an astronaut for the most part. Yeah. Uh-huh. I still want to be an astronaut. Yeah. So Brian's one of the few people I know that was like that when they were like, "We're thinking about they're going to be sending people to Mars." Brian's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I wonder. I could do <laughs> that. Could I go for three years? Yes. I was like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> I could never I do that. Nice. I'm scared of heights and I'm claustrophobic. I don't think I'm ever destined to go into outer space unless." Yeah. Until they get like big giant Ruby, until the Enterprise is invented, I don't think right. we can. I hear that though. That would be better. Than <laughs> close quarters. I cannot be in a little capsule or whatever for. You would be like frozen, and no. then wake up no, no, and no, you're no, there. No, 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 and then all my friends are dead by the time I get back. Now, no, I don't mean <laughs> thousands of years into the future. I mean three years. I know, but there's that whole thing where the traveling and t- you know they come back and you're an old. All your friends are old. I don't know how it works. In I don't know. I would keep, I'm just keeping my options open. Just <laughs> yeah, you also wanted to open a restaurant like on a glacier or something at one point, or like out in. No, out. I wanted to work in Antarctica. Oh, yeah, that's I right. still do. I don't want to open a restaurant on a glacier. It's totally different. I would like to. There's a a whole chef, uh, or there's a whole crew that feeds the crew down in Antarctica, yeah. and I, I applied uh-huh. for. I think a sous chef job down there really? at one point. Wow. Yeah, because huh. it was a six month commitment. I was like, wow. hell yeah, I'll do this. Huh. I'd love to do. I still would do that in a heartbeat. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a cool answer. That that actually answers a question I was going to ask later. So, the, so I'll pop this out, and then it's your turn. Um, or maybe you have other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, what what's an interest or a hobby you have that no one would ever suspect about you? Oh. I think that definitely applies. Right. That no one would ever expect of me. Mm-hmm. I have so many. I have too many interests. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. Right. Just go. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, I like to go. Uh, I like to go to thrift stores and stuff like that. Antique malls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that is that ex- unexpected of me? I, I, co- I collect Pyrex and stuff like that. And yeah, I think uh, that's kind of... That's maybe a little. Yeah. I mean, I've met... Actually, I've interviewed a lot of people here, and they do it, but it's for their shop. Right, You right. don't seem to do that. Okay. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I run I the I think gamut. we're both similar in that like, we collect... We like to collect things. You like to collect more than just Pyrex. You got, like, well, I have, shot glasses, comic books. Yeah, I, I have a huge... I have, like, hundreds of shot glasses. Mm. That's what I... At one point, I decided that T-shirts were dumb when I was traveling around because you grow out of them or they get worn out and I was like uh-huh. everyone has a shot glass right uh-huh. so I have like hundreds of shot glasses mm-hmm. from every you know place I've ever traveled to mm-hmm. every event so I have a lot of those mm-hmm. I collect comic books and I used to I went when I was in college I went through a period of time where I used to collect like Star Wars toys and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I've that got too expensive <laughs> comic books actually kind of got too expensive too I only care I only collect like maybe two or three of them right now mm-hmm. but I still do collect them um yeah, that's kind of... I mean, I'm a musician. I guess a lot of people don't know that about me. Oh, yeah. I've played in bands since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And a, a rapper. Yeah, and I rap. Uh, I play guitar. <laughs> I've been... I've played guitar. I've done everything from sing. play guitar to sing to mm-hmm. rapping in different uh, iterations of bands, um, both uh, like live instrumentation, instrumentation hip-hop bands. I've played guitar in punk bands. We have a gorilla... We did have a gorilla band at one point. Yeah, we tend nice. to. Yeah, we tend to. I don't know if it's just the nature of the restaurant business, but there's always a lot of unemployed musicians that we end up employing. And at one point, we we're like, we had a drummer, a yeah. keyboardist, yeah. a guitarist, yeah. Joel, 
We've yeah. had an entire band. So yeah. Like, yeah. And it was right at the time where uh, the Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives uh, show uh-huh. was about to come out. Uh-huh. And so we had a big release party or whatever. At Atomic Cowboy. They played. Yeah, we played. Badass. We, we did it we did it kind of like because we were like man what are we gonna do because we're gonna invite we're gonna throw this big party and it's gonna be a for a fifteen minute like those segments on diners drive and dives are like fifteen minutes so right. we're gonna invite and what if hundreds of people show up and then they just watch fifteen minutes and then that's mm-hmm. it and then they leave so we were like we got to make this an event so Brian had the idea of roasting uh, whole pigs which we do in the Philippines called mm-hmm. lechon which now we do at the restaurant yes but this was something that we hadn't done yet and so mm-hmm. we did it and we did two whole pigs and then. We put on the flyer, we passed it out of Food Truck Friday, featuring a surprise musical guest. Right. And people were like, would come up and they'd be like, who's the musical guest? And we're like, it's a secret. And they'd be like, all right, give us one clue. Have we ever heard of, or do we, do we know who they are? And the answer was yes, because mm-hmm. everyone in the band, yeah, everyone in the band has served you food over the course of the last year. Uh-huh. They just thought when I, they were asking if it was a band they heard of, it was going to yeah. be some famous band. Uh-huh. Little did they know, it, it was just going to be us. Yeah, and we did. We ha- we we knew that our demographic was very we had a wide range. We knew if you look at our if we looked at our insights on social media that there was, you know, um, going to be older, uh, you know, people and stuff like that. So we didn't want to alienate anyone with like loud punk music or anything mm-hmm. like that. So we decided to do like four covers, mm-hmm. ranging from like eighties rock to like. I think we did like Seven Nation Army and we just did them as rock songs like mm-hmm. we play loud and noisy we're young mm-hmm. noisy rock musicians so but we but we played like a monkey song and uh-huh. we played like uh, What Is sense. Love by Hathaway <laughs> and uh, we played Never Tear Us Apart by In Excess but we did them as rock songs nice. and uh, a buddy of mine who's in the band mm. uh, Fat Pocket plays saxophone mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like I was like hey can you do me this huge favor we're gonna do this big show and I would want to blow everyone's mind. We're going to dress you up in Girl Street Food clothes, and you're going to hide off stage in a, in a back room at Atomic Cowboy. The side, uh, the side little yeah, the little venue. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that was there. at uh-huh. the time closed off. So yeah. they would play the whole song, never tear us apart. Uh-huh. And then and the sax solo, solo, he bust through the door and play it. <laughs> and it play was the sax solo. Great, it worked so good. <laughs> it worked out exactly. Man. I just called him up. I was like, he was a kid I went to high school with, and now he happens to be uh-huh. in like a good funk band, and he's right. like. Like, he's an all-state, like, he was in jazz band. Like, I yeah. knew that if I was, like, learn the sax solo from uh-huh. Never Tear Us Apart, he would learn it, like, in an afternoon yeah. or whatever. And, and our friend did. Tim Blessing was playing the drums in the band, and uh-huh. he sang that song. Man, it was so good. Yeah, we was... have it on video somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, we still get every once in a while, someone will come to the food truck and be like, when's your guys' band wow. going to play again? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, wow. so that's, that's a little, might be something people huh. don't know. That's cool, that's cool. Hmm. <laughs> when you guys think of the word successful, who comes to mind for you? Hmm. In any realm. Oh, man. So many people. I mean, I think of, I, I, I mean, I think of people like uh, Roy Choi, who started the first food, like the first new version of a food truck. He was like the mm-hmm. father of the modern day food truck he's a you know uh, a chef that like went to cia and then he started a food truck decided that he was gonna rather than open up a restaurant he would open a food truck Mm -hmm. and then he would um use social media as a way to drive business Mm -hmm. and he was the first truck as far as i know to do that the kogi truck in la Mm -hmm. and then i don't know how many years later he had like eight food trucks and two restaurants and a Mm -hmm. magazine i mean that's that's he's been one of my kind of role models i Mm -hmm. guess 
Yeah. I've always been a big fan of um, Catherine Neville mm-hmm. in town mm-hmm. because I I knew her before Beast Magazine came along. Oh, yeah. And so watching her like go mm-hmm. crazy and kind of take over is it's She's just got a good blows thing my going. mind. You know what yeah. I mean? And every month or every year it gets mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. She is a badass. She's one of the people I have like the utmost respect yeah, for. Yeah, she's town. cool. Yeah. And she's so nice. Oh my god. She's so cool. Uh-huh. And I, I just like talking she, to her. She also right? supported us like yeah. from the from the beginning too. Nice. She did. Yeah, it's definitely the... nice to have her around because even if if we fuck something up, she can be like, Hey, <laughs> This needs a little work. Okay, cool, no problem. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not like she's too nice to mm-hmm. not say something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's I don't know. I just would call her anytime. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's some, somebody that I think is super successful. Somebody that I can, or you know, Mike Emerson is another one in town. That holy shit! Like, mm-hmm. what a great story and super great guy. You For know? sure. Mm-hmm. So there's there's. Probably there are so an many unending of them. list of people like that. That's mm-hmm. true. Locally, yeah, definitely. You had to go local and upstage my answer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you like, would have said somebody local, then I would have said somebody. I know. I'm just local. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you guys have any special food memories from growing up? Food or drink memories? Stuff you did with your family? Oh man, I have tons. I mean, that's part of the reason why, I, like I said, I don't have a food uh, background. I, I, I have always cooked at home, though, and food mm-hmm. has always been a big part of, like, my family. Everyone in, I, I'm the youngest of eight kids, and all of us oh, cook. Wow. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's part of the reason why I decided to pursue uh, this career was because I came to the realization at one point that almost all of my memories and all of my associations of where I go to places when I visit, when I travel to other cities, everything is tied to what am I going to eat when I go there or what did I eat when I was there last time or what did we eat at that Thanksgiving or that Christmas or that was the year that I made a duck for Thanksgiving or Mm -hmm. that was the, you know what I mean? And so everything I, you know, I I was a fat kid growing up all the time. So I, it's no surprise that like everything is tied to food. So Mm -hmm. that's, why I mean when I when Brian that's how we that's really I think how we really started to bond yeah Mm -hmm. as far as like oh this is we're gonna partner up and make this happen Mm -hmm. is that he would come to wherever I was working and I would be like hey what do you think of this send him out a bunch of food he would eat it we'd talk about it talk about it that night Mm -hmm. later and be like hey this this was really good or it would have been nicer to see you know, well, and when I worked in a, that. when I worked in an office, uh, I you know like a lot of people, I spent a lot of time looking at the internet and had nothing to do with my job. I was mm-hmm. getting paid to surf the internet, like many people in the <laughs> mid two thousand. You know, I guess still t- to this day. And I would I was literally reading at that time like a dozen different food blogs on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and I would come to him same kind of conversations and be like, Hey man, have you ever heard of this ingredient? Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious about it, and he'd be like, Oh yeah. Or he would be like, no, I haven't heard of that. And then he would, like, track it down. And then next thing I know, like, a week later, he would have some dish at Tureen or wherever he was working mm-hmm. incorporating this ingredient. And that was kind of, we had this, like, re- kind of back and forth conversation through food of, mm-hmm. like, this is what I've been reading about. This is what I'm into. Well, have you ever had this? Try this. And I, you know, he was the first person that ever um, served me my first foie gras. He's a person who mm-hmm. uh, served me my first um, uh, sweetbreads. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I did a whole tasting menu um, Brian made for me at Tureen that was all awful because I was interested mm. in eating, you know, I, I haven't hadn't had, other than what Filipinos eat, we eat some tripe and we eat some stuff here and there, but mm-hmm. I had never had, like, 
you know, uh, testicle, bull testicles, and I had never had brain mm-hmm. or anything like that. And he was the one that made all of that for wow. me. And totally, it was like having my own personal, like, portal into this food world that mm-hmm. I was just learning about and just, you know, getting into. Cool. Yeah, as far as me goes, uh, food memories, like, I've been cooking since I was able to walk. Mm-hmm. I was in the kitchen helping, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, my grandmother made me a apron and chef hat when I was five years old. Nice. So, you know, I uh, there's so many memories. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of my child was either outside in the woods, you know, riding bikes or in the kitchen mm-hmm. helping with Thanksgiving dinner. You yeah. Know? So, like, I would I cut off my finger <laughs> uh, with a cleaver, a meat cleaver that I was, for whatever reason, using to cut tomatoes up. And I was holding the tomato <laughs> in my hand and then using a meat cleaver to cut it. Yeah. And I went, Sloop. and then there's my finger dangling. And my father just walks up and puts it back on, tapes it up, and says, go lay down. Wow. That was it. So, wow. Yeah, but that kind of thing would happen constantly, you know? Yeah. So, and then all the food that, you know, all the food that you eat growing up, that's mm-hmm. your standard. Mm-hmm. That's my standard. Every time, when I first started going out to restaurants, I was going out for pizza. Well, pizza was my mom's pizza, mm-hmm. which I just made last night. I just mm-hmm. made that recipe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's crazy mm-hmm. that that's like, you can see how it kind of like spider webs and you, and you grow and mm-hmm. I don't know, that stuff's super important. You know, yeah. my, my mom's cooking is still some of my favorite cooking, mm-hmm. although it's, you know, probably very normal to anybody, like everybody's mom is mm-hmm. like a good cook, you know, yeah. so. If you guys could choose, what uh, TV game show would you be on? Oh, game show? Yeah. TV game show? Yeah, what would you be a contestant on? I mean, Price is Right or Real Fortune for me, one of the two. Or Press Your Luck if it was still on, because I think the show is great. See, that would be my choice. No one has said that yet. No whammies? Yeah. Cash Cab. Cash Cab, that's oh. a good one. I yeah. crush Cash Cab. Oh. I miss that show. That good doesn't answer. exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, that was fun. I always, every time I would go to New York to visit a buddy of mine, I would be like, let's wait for a minivan because then maybe it'll be Cash Cab. And so, awesome. like, anytime we got a taxi, nice. I'd be like, you know, it's got to be a minivan because that's the only way it's going to be Cash Cab. <laughs> My friends are like, you're never going to get into Cash Cab. I promise you. That's cool. That's cool. Um,. I think I just got like two questions left for you guys, but we'll, we'll just talk about stuff. Okay. Uh, do you have any asks or requests of the people listening? Come to our restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat lots of food. Mm-hmm. Give us pointers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we went to. Uh, there's a lot of people that I guess still don't know that we have a restaurant, and it's been a year. The brick so. Order. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're terrible about spending money on marketing. We hate spending money. Yeah. On <clears throat> advertising, only because like we don't have a lot of money so yeah. uh but it's it's apparent sometimes when people were talking to people that and they're like oh you guys have a restaurant I'm like shit maybe we should spend some money on advertising <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. that's I, I mean and i mean on a general note i mean i i'm just really into supporting local people like mm-hmm. all of our 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 friends and everything like that like i make it a point to you know, I'm not saying I don't ever go to a chain restaurant, but for every one chain restaurant I might find myself at, I try to go to like nine other local, mm-hmm. locally owned restaurants. Right. It's like we're all in this together. We're all trying to, 
make our dreams come true or whatever and do what we love for a living. And uh, there's a lot of people that are, you know, putting everything into, you know, all their eggs into this one basket of like, you know, starting their own business. And Mm -hmm. it's not easy. You know, there's a lot of great restaurants that have gone under because for whatever reason. And it's so important to just shop locally and 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 stuff like that i don't mm-hmm. know, I think that's super important to me yeah it is absolutely yeah that's good so then just last thing is where where can people find you in person and online so our social media it's at gorilla street mm-hmm. gorilla spelled like gorilla warfare mm-hmm. a lot of people misspell that we maybe shouldn't have come up with such a complicated spelling name <laughs> for our business but there are two r's and two l's in gorilla at least the way we choose to spell it which is the most no traditional no, no no it is gorilla warfare so it's g-u-e-r-r-i-l-l-a and then street spelled out s-t-r-e-e-t mm-hmm. and that's our name on twitter that's our name on instagram and uh which we do have an instagram and we try to post specials and stuff on there mm-hmm. um you know, Facebook's a little bit different. You just put Gorilla Street Food into it, and it, it should show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's technically Facebook.com slash Gorilla Street Food, mm-hmm. all one word. Yeah, and our website is probably not the best area to go these days because we're still upgrading that. So mainly yeah. Facebook is probably the main place to go check out, like, our menus up there. and mm-hmm. We're always on it, mm-hmm. answering questions and whatnot. Yeah, so. we try to be accessible to everyone, and yeah, that's the main thing. And we're at thirty five fifty nine Arsenal Street uh, mm-hmm. in the Tower Grove, yep. uh, East slash uh, South Grand Dining yep. District, like right at the corner of Grand and Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, thirty five fifty nine Arsenal is actually our entrance section. Arsenal. We have a parking lot, and we mm-hmm. you know recently obtained our liquor license, so we've got beer and cocktails mm-hmm. and stuff. So. Right, we just hired a new um, chef. The oh, yeah. cuisine kind of mm-hmm. take over doing all kinds of new food we're doing our brunches the truck is doing all kinds of different food these days sweet so yeah we're spit roasting pigs on saturdays yeah, yeah that's a big thing that we've been and the, dreaming about for five yeah. years yeah i mean since uh, there it's funny if you look at those old diagrams of the original food truck design we mm-hmm. had this crazy idea that we were going to spit roast pigs on the truck itself mm-hmm. and you can see yeah. some of those diagrams nice. on the truck and right when we saw the picture we're like that's super cool and impossible. <laughs> Let's not do that. But we hired a chef de cuisine and a, and, and a great staff because Brian and I uh, are trying to be forward thinking and uh, give ourselves the space and the room and the ability to expand mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, because we want to open up a restaurant in Chicago mm-hmm. and we're thinking about doing, you know, some stuff here in St. Louis as well. We're just mm-hmm. still at the beginning phases, but we, we realized that if we were going to be in part of the daily, da- daily operations, day-to-day operations at the restaurant, because we were both, one of us was always there working sometimes at the same time and we had no time to mm-hmm. do, all, you know, it's like a full job in and of itself to just sure. open up another restaurant or, or uh, anything. So that's our big, a big step for us was to kind of like let go a little bit and uh, and let the restaurant you know be a self-running restaurant without mm-hmm. us necessarily having to be there all the time so that we can go visit Chicago or wherever and look at spots and etc cetera, etc cetera, so awesome very good well yeah I really appreciate that both of you were able to come I know that's really hard so I really appreciate you taking the time Joel Brian thank nice you. to talk yeah, yeah thank, thank you thank we're you. excited to hear the podcast Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please go check out our Patreon page that we have recently uploaded. You can find that at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. Thank you. 
Come back next week when we will have another interview with another food industry person in St. Louis. But in the meantime, as always, go out there and eat stuff. Thanks. See you later. Thank you.